Hello and welcome to episode 146 of Fergo on the Frick. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter, at AndrewRLP. Joining me once, once again is the faultless League Freak. You can find on Twitter, at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going really well. There was one point I thought that I I was wrong on something, but it turned out to be right. So, yeah, faultless. Like, you nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. I've done... I'm, Let's be honest, and we'll find this out as as the episode progresses. Mm-hmm. I am thorough and meticulous with my research. Yeah, and I like I don't think people understand how deep you go into these things. Like I, I always say, if, the one thing about Andrew, he goes deep. Say it. Say the line. That's what she said. <laughs> Lovely. Alrighty. Um, well, let's say today we had a first in rugby league history in Australia, and that was the NRL competition has been suspended because of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, this largely came about, obviously, because of the pandemic, but also because Queensland decided to close its border, um, and there's talk that Victoria is probably going to do the same, which means no one can travel in and in and out of New South Wales, and that kind of shuts down the competition anyway, kind of like what happened to the AFL the day before when South Australia closed down their borders. Um, so, yeah, we're without any sport whatsoever. Until... Yeah, apart from the A-League. The A-League's still going, I think. Yeah, so we're without sport for... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Till, till how long? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um. So we're going to have a, a little bit of a chat here. Um, I, I'd seen some comments about Peter Volandi's um, appearance on NRL 360. And some people were saying that he was... Uh, the Some of the media type there, like Buzz Rothfield particularly, were absolutely frothing at the mouth, that excited, you know, just salivating over the fact that some clubs could go broke. Yeah. Just, it, so that, perverse. It really is, and... It's it must be weird for them because they all these journalists they all death ride rugby league and they're always talking about oh this club's right at the edge you know and they've been talking about this shit for twenty years and so when there's an opportunity that's a bit different and a bit like that we haven't seen before they get really excited they're like oh this might be it yeah the problem is none of them are thinking selfishly enough because mm. if the game does die which it won't. Um, all these hats are going to be without a job. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I know the other week I was lighting a lot of candles for the people that were let go by Fox Sports, eh? Were the people let go? I've been, <laughs> I've been busy working, sorry. Uh, have you? You're <laughs> fucking snowed under. <laughs> I, I actually am. I'm working harder than, a, uh, than, than most journalists at the moment, to be honest. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> so we were going to have a we we, we chat, chatted briefly, and I've just decided right now that it's a good idea to to go with some of the ideas you thought there. What are some of the things that NRL could do? I guess to fill the void in their fans' lives now that the game's not on, and perhaps even what are some of the things that the players could do to stay um, match fit. Oh man, that's a dangerous question. 
Um, I think we're going to see... They're all all in self-isolation, so they can't go out and do anything naughty with other people of the public. That's good. That's good. I think we're going to see a lot of players playing Fortnite on streaming services, which will be interesting. Um, I think that... You know what's going to be really weird is I bet you any money that the article is coming, that it's like a, a picture of a footy player out just, you know getting bread at the shops or something, and it'll be like, NRL player breaks quarantine. <laughs> and it's just going to be some player just getting, like, milk or something. Um, so that'll be an interesting one. Um, if, they, if they could get... I was, was going to say, it'll be Peter Bedell that breaks that story because he's he's always been of the opinion that every NRL player is an absolute dickhead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what would be the perfect one is if they could get video of an NRL player surfing. Surfing at yeah. Bondi? Yeah. That would be oh, gold. That would be brilliant. Mm. Mm. Actually, I'd like to see footage of an NRL player buying toilet paper. Oh, he's hoarding. He's hoarding it, yeah. <laughs> the hoarding horror. NRL's hoarding horror. Yeah. You know what, though? You know what's funny? I bet that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they got a picture of an NRL player like buying lots of meat and saying that they're hoarding and missing out the fact that when you're like 125 kilograms, you have to eat a shitload of fucking protein. <laughs> you do, you do. Um, I'll tell you one thing I'd like to see away from the NRL players. Yeah, is a new a new panel show. Yeah. On on Fox Sports. Yeah. Containing the the unseen Fox Sports writers. I'd like to see Fox Sports writers. I'd like to see yep. staff writers. Yeah. Those two have a have a chat show where they're the two hosts, kind of like NRL three sixty. Mm-hmm. But with Fox Sports staff, that's their name. And the other one is staff writers. They host it and they can have guests come on. And they'll be just random guests, probably behind a wall so you don't see them. The whole thing will just be done in the dark, possibly, so you don't see anyone's identity, or just the back of the heads. Yeah. And they can just talk about rugby league. You know what you could do? You could have, like, you could have a guest, like a special, like, rugby league player guest come on, right? But then have them in a perspex box. Like, I don't remember if you watched the Tom Green show, but he had this... uh, this self-contained like perspex box that he would go into restaurants and smoke inside of. And, but and he was allowed to smoke inside of it. it, it people didn't appreciate it for some reason. And he called it a Samsy. And so we have the players sitting in a Samsy and they're getting like interviewed by guest writers. I'm not guest writers are staff writers. Staff writers and Fox yeah. Sports staff. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. You Just know, what we grilled. Could, I just thought, right. We start having like uh, reality TV shows, so we get one. And James James Hooper, he starts evaluating cars, <laughs> and he, right? And he does. It's like he, he buys them at auction and he sells them at ridiculous losses because he <laughs> overestimates how much they are. <laughs> oh, that's good. See, I was thinking maybe James Hooper could be a mechanic. Mm. <clears throat> So someone can come in and say, look, something wrong with the front of the car. I don't know what it is. And he goes, I know what it is. It's your front suspension. I'll fix it for you. Yeah. And he just gets up on the hood 
bounces up and down a bit. See that? There's very little bounce in there. We need to fix that up. That's how he tests everything. He just jumps on it. Yeah. The horn's not working. That's okay. I'll just pull the I'll just pull the steering wheel out and jump up and down off it. I'll see if it works. Honk, honk. Uh, oh, it stopped working. We'll have to get a new one. Well, you but know he what? just you... fixed everything that way. It's a bit cliche, but it'll work. I think the people would appreciate it. You know what would be even better is if he like he opens the the bonnet right, and you know how you open the bonnet and you sort of lean over and you fix stuff. What if yeah. instead of that he crawls up in the engine bay and he faces back the other way, and that's how he fixes the cars. <laughs> Just a really weird, like you know, somebody says, "Oh, I've got a problem with someone's fucking," you know, I think there's something wrong with my brakes. And so he crawls through the sunroof and just hangs out his feet around the sunroof. And he's playing with the pedals going, they seem fine to me. <laughs> kind of like he's a midget. Yeah. Yeah. Big thing, yeah. That'd be fantastic. Um, and you could probably, what other shows could you do with the Fox Sports staff now that they're going to be without work? Um, well, I think, it, you know what would be <laughs> a really nice little segment they could have is like, um, <laughs> oh, what's his name? They could have like <laughs> they could have like uh, get Dylan Napper on, right? And and he he has a segment and it's like Mister Squiggle. <laughs> That'd be uh, cool because I've heard he's a pretty good artist. Is what I'm saying. He's he's got some uh, got some good pencils too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I reckon you get Paul Kent on to host. Um, Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. And you just sit there and get angry. What do you got this for? And that'll just be it. Just old ladies be crying as he's cursed, just berating them for owning something old. What if you did... You know what Paul Kent would be really good at? He could, he'd could. he be really good at, like... Have you ever seen 5-Minute Crafts, the little fucking YouTube channels? He no. could do it, but... it Well, it's like 5-Minute Crafts, and they've got 5-Minute videos, and people do crafts. He could do 4-Minute Crafts, because all of his shit that he ever did that was good was done in 4 minutes. <laughs> or, or less. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be good. Um Oh man, there's, there's there's so many opportunities here for the Fox Sports stars. There's plenty of content they can come up with. Yeah, yeah. Don't need to have controversy corner because it's just a bunch of former players yelling at one another. Oh, I, what if what if we change controversy corner? Right. So you've got controversy corner, and you've got all the normal people that are on it, right? But then they get someone that's got coronavirus, and they have them on a chair that's just spinning slowly around all of them. Right, and eventually, and it's it's controlled by the viewers at home. And if they decide they don't like what someone's saying, they stop the chair, and the person just you know they just lean in and they go, <coughs> and that's it. You know they need another person for next week. <laughs> oh, that's savage. Because they're all in the demographic. See, I was thinking what you're getting at there. Yeah, was the person with coronavirus going around was going to play Duck, Duck, Goose. What if we just... What if the NRL just made a Duck, Duck, Goose league? I think who that's... Would be, who would be the best at Duck, Duck, Goose in the NRL? Oh. Have to have a good turn of speed. Like, flat-footed yeah. turn of speed. Oh, I feel like James Tedesco would be really good at it. I reckon he would be, too. Yeah. Ben... 
2005, Benji Marshall would have been unbeatable. Oh, easy. You know who'd be really good at it is uh, Mitchell Moses. I reckon he'd be good at it. Oh, Damien Cook. Damien Cook. Did you know? Yeah. I've done my research. He used to be a beach sprint champion. You Damien Cook? Yeah. Fuck, eh? Transferable skills, mate. He brought him across the rugby league. That's why he's so quick. I've never heard that, hey? Fantastic. All right. The things you learn. Yeah, yeah. We're an educational podcast. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what else have we got to talk about before we get into our big story that that we're going to look into here? Uh, We talked about the season being fucked. Um, I don't know. I think that was it, wasn't it? I think that's pretty much it. All right. We've decided that given that the season is... We'll call it on hold, but yeah. we've decided that, fuck it, it's, it's over. Yeah. Um, so I've used all of the uh, data analytical tools that I, I have at my muster and um, have run them through a whole heap of different programs and, and got to a final ladder at the end of the year based on all of this data, how the ladder would look at the end of round 25 leading into the finals. And the computer modeling I've got here also explains how the top eight is formed. Mm-hmm. And from there, we're going to look at where we're, we're going to then analyze the finals to see who's going to reach the grand final. Yeah. And like, I know you've been working on this for a long time. Uh, and there were like, I know early on, there was a few things that needed worked out and stuff. And like, I, I can't believe how accurate it seems. It, it's, quite amazing really you're like you should be really really proud of it i i was really impressed yeah i mean this 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 is the most analytically um intelligent thing i've probably ever done yeah 100 percent. all right so we'll go through the ladder here mm-hmm. minor premiers on top of the ladder Penrith panthers they had 23 wins and one loss uh, yeah that, that's a pretty good season yeah and that that loss, that was a close one, wasn't it? There was a one-point loss to the Warriors. Yeah. And the yeah, Warriors, so. the Warriors, with all the support that's been coming in from people buying memberships with them, they had a lot of money. They bought up a really good squad, and they ended up winning 22 games out of the 24 and finishing second on the ladder. Come home strong, didn't they? Very strong. Yeah. Um, third, Parramatta, um, 32 points. Yeah, they, they had a little bit of a lull. Uh, at about the halfway mark, but they did come home strong as well. Yeah, they only lost one game in the back half of the season. Yeah. Um, pretty much threatened everyone that um, if they don't pull their head out of their asses, then they're all going to have their contracts torn up. So everyone did what they were told and started ripping teams apart. Yeah, there was a catastrophic loss to the Panthers mid-season that really catapulted their season. That, that was pretty to, much it. A 48-point yeah, yeah. loss to Penrith, and they just went, that's it, we've got to, we've got to do something here. Mm-hmm. Um, Canberra fourth on the ladder with fourteen wins, they were, and they were really consistent. That they really deserved that place on the ladder. Yeah, they were pretty solid. Um, Melbourne fifth on the ladder, um, copped. They had a lot of close wins, but copped one or two heavy losses, which actually gave them a negative points uh, difference of minus fifteen. Uh, yeah, which took is a, the first in the history. Yeah, and it took a bit of a step back too. From uh, it was probably. 
you know, I, I think the the algorithms and stuff probably factored in that the storm just were not going to be quite as elite as they have been in in the last few years. Yeah, it's it's pretty accurate there, and they had a pretty uh, steady end to the season. They won three of their last five games there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboys were in six with thirteen wins. Uh, South seventh on thirteenth wins, and rounding at the top eight. Uh, Manly with 11 wins and 13 losses on 22 points. Mm. Um, there is a bit of an issue though with Manly because the algorithm said that they, in the very last game against the Melbourne Storm, which they won, the, uh, was it the Melbourne Storm? I can't remember. No, it was against the Titans, I think. The very mm. last game against the Titans, which they won, they actually had an illegal player on the field. Oh, so the no. two competition points they got for that game, they've lost. Wow, well, so who who was in ninth place then, Andrew? This is going to surprise you. Yeah. Because the West Tigers finished ninth, and they were also on 22 points. No way. So, so by an absolute miracle, they finished ninth. Yeah. But because of this issue that hit Manly, the Tigers are going to be in the in the finals. What are the fucking odds of that? I can't That's believe that the algorithm spat that out. Pretty amazing stuff. Incredible. You couldn't make it up. Well done to the West Tigers, hey, making the finals. From ninth? Yeah, the first like, time a ninth-place team has ever made eighth-place in the finals. No one else could have done it except the Tigers. Yeah, very no impressive. Um, the Sharks, and the Sharks, the Bulldogs, and the Titans were all 10th, 11th, and 12th. They all had 10 wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Knights finished 13th with nine wins. Yep. The Broncos were 14th, also with nine wins. The Roosters... They fell apart with that Cooper Cronk. Seven wins from their 24, uh, 24 games. Second last. And the Dragons didn't win a game Boy. and had the amazing run of losing all of their last 22 games by just one point. That's, I mean, that's unlucky. It At the end unlucky. of the day. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> and, I mean, sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way. Exactly. 22 times that didn't bounce their way Ugh. in 22 games. Um, and because it was, you know, kicks that cost the Dragons games, mm-hmm. um, it says here that the Dragons uh, board took sympathy with McGregor because mm-hmm. they think points from kicks shouldn't count. Yeah. Uh, and if that hadn't happened, then they would have won all of those 22 games. Um, so they gave him another contract extension. Yeah, and look, you know what? That sounds right. Like... You know, it's sometimes you think that the algorithm isn't working quite right, and then it spits something like that out, and you're like, no, no, it's working. It's it's state-of-the-art. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. So, first week of the finals, mm-hmm. we've got Penrith plays Canberra at Penrith. Mm. Now, we'll, we'll, this is this is us now. This is not the algorithms anymore. Who do you reckon is going to win that game? Well, you know, uh, Penrith only lost one game. They've won their last five. Um, Raiders' last five are four and one. Look, Canberra has some pretty good form leading into this one. But everything just looks like the Panthers at home would take the victory here. I agree. I'm I'm siding with Penrith on that one as well. The the home ground advantage is pretty big there. Mm. Um. Next game, Melbourne Storm versus the West Tigers. 
Ooh. You know what? I, I have a feeling about the Tigers, eh? Yeah, they've actually got a, a reasonably good record against the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to be buoyed by the fact that they're in their first final series since 2011. Yeah, I mean, the last time that, you know, they were playing finals football, Benji Marshall wasn't even in his prime yet. And I'm not even talking like his 30-year-old prime yet, that Matthew Johns would say. I think the Tigers win that one. I'm I'm, I'm going to be biased being a Tigers fan. I'm going to say the Tigers win that one. Okay. All right. Uh, next game, Cowboys versus the Rabbitohs. Now, I'm I'm thinking Cowboys Cowboys won their last two games of the season. This one's at their new home ground. I'm I'm back in the Cowboys for this one. Yeah, Jason Tamalolo going off. I, I agree. I agree. And the last last game, the second place Warriors, I mean they've won they've won their last twenty two straight games. And up yeah. against Parramatta who have won four of their last five. I don't think the freight train's going to stop. I've got the Warriors winning that one. Yeah, the Warriors all the way. RTS just kills it. Having a splendid year. Really did. He really did. The algorithm said he was one of the better players in the league. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's that's not hard to even... You don't even need an algorithm to come up with that one. He's just no. a legend. No. Uh, week two of the finals. Canberra Raiders versus the West Tigers. Ooh, you know what? That that loss to the Panthers, that, I think that would really hurt the Raiders, their confidence. And the West Tigers coming off a really big win over the Storm. And I've just got a feeling about the Tigers. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm, I, I can't argue with that logic. Yeah. I'm going the Tigers on that one as well. Okay, okay. Um, Benji had a magnificent record against the Raiders for a long time, and given his form, um, there's no reason why that can't continue. Mm. Um, and then Parramatta versus the Cowboys. Now, Parramatta does have a habit of failing to reach grand finals, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to hurt him here. And I, I've, I've got the Cowboys on a big run here. They've got Taumalolo, they've got Holmes, they're... They're aiming to get another title. I think they're gonna they're gonna go hard here. I think they're gonna get the job done. Yeah, they're heating up here, and I agree. I think that they've just got too much for the Eels in this game, and the Cowboys take the win. Absolutely. So we've got we're down to the grand final qualifiers. Wow. We're getting to the meaty end of the season here. It's getting tense now, hey? It's getting very tense. So we've got yeah. Penrith versus the Cowboys. Kick out versus Tormalolo. The two, maybe the two most devastating forwards in rugby league at the moment. Um, man, it's it's there's not much between them considering the form they're in. But I think that I think Cleary, I think my boy, <laughs> my boy, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to take him to the promised land. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to. Uh on the side of, of Penrith there. I think they're going to get the job done. Yeah. Into the and grand final, eh? They're into their first grand final since, uh, was it 2003? Three, yeah, when we fucking smashed the Roosters, yep. That was carnage. Ah, oh, 
they never recovered. Never recovered. And the, uh, the second game will be the Warriors on their magnificent run, taking on the West Tigers. Oh, I've got a feeling about the Tigers, Andrew. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I just think that, like, Benji coming up against the New Zealand team, the Warriors, it's going to be a lot of New Zealanders at the game. Benji Marshall's from New Zealand. He's from Fakatane. i got a feeling. you got a feeling? Oh, you know what? I think this is going to be one that's going to come down to the coaches. And Kearney yeah. hasn't been in a grand final. Maguire knows how to get there. Yeah. I'm, and, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with the Tigers, and I tell you what after after the season that the algorithm said uh, Dewey had, wow, yeah, what an achievement, unbelievable, yeah, very so, impressive. Before we get to the grand final, which is yeah. going to be Penrith versus the West Tigers, mm-hmm. I'm going to slip this one in. We didn't discuss this one in the uh, the pre-show episode. The two-hour pre-show episode, yep. Yeah. Um, the Dallium Awards are held during the during the week. Oh, yeah, that's right, leading into the grand final. Who have you got down to win the Dallium Player of the Year for 2020? Well, you know, there were a lot of candidates, as they always seem to be every year. But uh, I really I just couldn't go past my boy. You got Cleary getting the job done. I think that with the season he had, just him and Kickout, just a one-two punch. It's just, man, what a season they had. And I think that Cleary just starts get he starts racking up them points. You know, who did you have as your Dalian winner? I, I decided to go out on a limb. Yeah, and I've got Blake Green picking it up. Blake Green. Mate, 22 wins in a row. Wow. You can't do that with a shit halfback. True. That's very uh, true. He picks it up in his final year because he's going to retire at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a way to cap the season. He looked, you know what? The algorithm said that he looked like, like swole, like buff all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, just had a, a good off season. And just absolutely caned him. Yeah, yeah. See, so oh, right to the the big, big game now. This is the oh, grand final. Man. Penrith versus West Tigers. Obviously, you and I are going to do a, a live broadcast for this game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I mean, where do you where do you start? Where do you even start, Andrew? Look at look at the clashes across the field. Mm. Yeah, Aikens is a fullback because Ivan Cleary has obviously come to his senses and gone, yeah, we need to have a proper fullback and not a winger there. Yeah, yeah. Edwards is Edwards is running down the sideline next to the touchy. That's what yeah. sent them on their run, that little switch there, you know? A little yeah. bit of a switch. The smart play. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Brooks up against Cleary. Two of the best halfbacks in the world right there. It's a good little battle, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know of any other big battles that are going on across the field because everyone's been in such fantastic form, let's be honest. They really have. I mean, Joey Leilua especially. like Carving up. It, uh, the buy of the year. 
buy of the year. Absolutely. Dally M buy of the year. Yeah, easy, easy. He won the centre of the year at the Dally M. So he, he did. Incredible season he had. Probably put him in the top five for um, Dally M player of the year as well. Yep. He would have been yep. racking up points left, right and centre. I mean, he you know, probably scored about 20-odd tries. Yeah, just turned into a try-scoring genius and probably always had it in him too. He got rid of one or two mistakes out of his game every game and it just, everything come together at the right time for him. You know what the algorithm said, which was very surprising, mm-hmm. is that from round three onwards, he didn't go give away a single penalty and didn't have one single handling error. You know, it, 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 this is the funny thing about the algorithm, right? It sounds fucking ridiculous, but when you look at the numbers and you look at how it comes to it, you're like, that that's completely obvious. I don't know why I wasn't thinking about that. It, it just works. Yeah. So with that in mind, we're up to the grand final. <sighs> okay. So I'm ready. the winner of the 2020 NRL grand final is... 